Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. As I look out the window and enjoying the sunset that is right in front of me, I realized that the last 15 years of working on myself, helping others by spreading words of love, courage, strength, and joy, along with healing people. Brings me to a sense of peace and enjoyment right now. A very close relative of mine recently asked me if all of the healing work that I do for people, for my family, for my friends, this podcast, uh, divinations that I perform, I do for people and whom I used to do quite a bit of for clients, are all in the name of God. When I was asked this question, I I quite didn't understand what the question really meant because in my understanding, if you spread joy and love and, and strength and happiness to people, you would think that I'm doing God's work. You would think that God would approve. And so that question really baffled me because, you know, that question is reserved for asking someone perhaps if they were doing bad things, if you know, if they are um, hurting other people, defaming other people. So it didn't really make sense to me when I heard that question. However, I responded simply by saying yes. And that is all. It was a very simple response of yes. I am doing God's work by healing people and spreading love and joy and happiness wherever I go. Whatever medium I use, um, social media, this podcast, you name it, I will spread this word any chance I get. But I didn't feel the need to explain all of that. 
to this relative of mine. And perhaps because I was at peace, and perhaps because I knew that I didn't have to explain myself on what I do. Because for the longest time, many, many years, I denied my true self. It was only in my late 30s that I realized that change had to be made if I were to continue to live. And it culminated into an awareness of years and years of negativity coming into my life, years and years of confusion and despair. And once all of the negative situations or circumstances have happened to me, I had to make a decision. It was either to stay on course and neglect who I truly am or find a way, find a way of being happy again. being blissful again. And therefore, I chose to do that. However, I have to tell you, my friends, it was not, not only easy, but it, it took some baby steps to, to do all of this, okay? It took about 15 years for me to really comprehend of why I'm here. Why... I'm living here. What's my purpose? You know, and so when I started really delving into that little by little, step by step, I became stronger spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I began to stand up for myself. I began to realize that I matter, that you matter, that I have a message to empower people because that is my purpose. That is my purpose, to go through the tumultuous experiences in childhood, to go through all the despair, to go through the, you name it. I had to go through that in order for me to effectively, effectively tell people and show people that there is another way on how to live. And that other way is to be you. Now, when someone says to me, okay, well, how do you be you? Well, you have to make an honest assessment of what makes you happy. What makes you happy? 
and equally, if not more so importantly, how can we make this world a better place to live? How can we make my neighbor be happy? How can I make my family, my children, my friends be happy? How can I be of service? Because for those 15 years, I was caught up on what it is that what why why I'm here what the purpose is for me for being here and it was only the last 2 years of those 15 years that I really truly understood why and it was amazing because I questioned myself and Ask myself, why did it take you that long to realize that part of my purpose was to be of service? Why did it take that long? Why? Because of years and years of conditioning, years and years of being told that I had to be the best, that competition is everywhere, and therefore I have to look out just for me. Nobody else but me. And so the conditioning then took a long time for me. And it may not take a long time for you. And I've seen people who realized that giving service to others, you know, is a given. And therefore, there's no time to contemplate on it, no time to think, of it, to think it over because it's a given. But for people like me who are conditioned to only look out for me and not trust anybody else but to look out for me, it took some time for me to reprogram my mind and to say that, yes, being of service to others and not just look out for me, but being of service to others is why I'm here. That is my purpose. And so once that happened, things started shifting for me. The people, circumstances and events started shifting for me and not all positive, not all positive, because I realized that when you shift and transition over to your next chapter, you, when you transition over to being a different you, regardless of whether that's good or bad, that shift will culminate into tests. You will be tested. You will be tested by God, by spirit, or whomever you, you think of uh, etherically is out there to guide and help us. You will be tested. And the reason is because you will realize that from these tests, 
It's either you will live from your integrity and follow through on what you say you're doing or what you say you believe or what you say your values are, or you'll be tempted to go back to your old self. Those are the tests. And for me personally, when I realized that I was um, growing spiritually in terms of attaining some of these spiritual gifts, the healing modalities that I do, uh, divinations that I've practiced that I never knew I was capable of doing, such as reading tarot cards and uh, looking at oracle cards to give future predictions. And yes, it is prediction because of our free will. And I say that all the time to whomever I give these oracle readings to, is that yes, you know, as of today, these are what the cards say will happen. But because of free will, that can shift. There's no guarantee for the future. There is no guarantee for the future. But going back to what I was saying is that with all of the healing and the uh, divination modalities that I've done, all of the etheric and spiritual practices that are still considered to this day woo-woo. In spite of all of the condemnation, in spite of all of the negative feedbacks that I get from friends, from family members, I realized that this is the true me, that I am being me by practicing these healing modalities and by giving psychic readings and other etheric modalities out there, that I am being me. And so no matter how many times I hear negative comments, especially, especially from people, family members who are close to me. I am now convinced that what I am doing is right in spite of all of that. Why? Because for over 15 years, my friends, I have seen so many miraculous events that have happened because of these practices to people that I've encountered with, that I interacted with. Miraculous events that defy logic that defy reasoning. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've felt it. 
And so no matter how many comments or feedbacks that I've gotten, especially from people whom I thought loved me unconditionally in spite of all that, I am going to be me. I'm going to continue being me. And nothing and no one can deter me from that. It took some time, as I mentioned earlier, for this to happen for me, to me, because of the fear of being alienated from those close family members whom I trusted and whom I love. And to this day, I still do love them in spite of their um, uh, disdain, I would say, over what I do. In spite of all that, I still do love them. And so that's why it took a long time for me to realize that being me, being, you know, fully living in my own integrity and my purpose is not only worth it, but it's a given for me. And so this podcast is really all about letting you know that being you may be hard to do sometimes because of social conditioning, family conditioning, family obligations or family dogmas that you had to endure, that I had to endure. And these dogmas, for instance, okay, those are passed on from generations to generations and it's very hard to escape from them. However, as I did it, if you Take just one step at a time, working on yourself, believing in yourself, reading self-help books that you gravitate towards, that you know deep down is for you. Meditating, praying, doing healing work, being of service to others, giving to charity, Those are the things that will make you stronger. Those are the things that will allow you to be you. That would allow you to live in your own integrity. To live your life purpose. And so, Wherever you are right now in your life, just know, just know that taking a simple step and taking it one step at a time afterwards will get you to be who you really are. You will be guided if you really want this. You will be guided if you really want this. I remember when I woke up one morning and I said to myself that a change needed to happen. It was sort of like everything that I believed, everything that I valued 
was, were collapsing in front of my face. Uh, I divorced my husband at that point of 18, 19 years. My two dogs dies within four weeks of each other. My father-in-law, whom I treated and, and knew as my real father, you know, that kind of relationship that I had with him, died. Everything around me collapsed. And this is before I even uh, prayed and asked for guidance on how to change my life. And so, yes, these things may happen to you as well, you know, calamities and tumultuous events can happen. But for me, that was a wake-up call. That was my wake-up call. It was as if God is saying, okay, I've given you hints on how to make changes, right? But you weren't listening to me. And so because you've asked for this and because your soul, your higher self is reaching out and really wants a change, a trans- transformation in my life, that's when things started collapsing for me. And, and of course, at that point, I thought of them as a collapse. But if you're at the bottom of the well, no way to get out, thinking that you had no way to get out, that is when you experience that fight or flight moment. That is when you feel like crawling your way up. But I have to tell you that from my experience, you do not need to do any of that. All you need to do is just ask God and your higher self and your spiritual guides and angels, whoever it is that you call to for help, spiritually, etherically, ask them to guide you. Because what happened to me was I was given a person to help me. Sister Joan was a Dominican nun. And I was guided to take one of her silent retreats. And when you're guided and you honor that message and you act on it, then that is when you begin to take the steps. Albeit slow steps, it doesn't matter. That's when you begin to take the steps is when you act on the inspiration that comes to you. And that was what was inspired for me to do is to seek help. And Sister Joan was the person who really opened it all up for me in terms of my heart, my true knowing. It was a big step for me to take because I risked a lot at that point. Um, and, And that is what happens, is when we take a step to transform ourselves, we will take some risks. And there are some risks involved. And it's up to you 
whether to take those risks or not, to evolve or not. Like everything else, there has to be some risks involved and there are going to be some people you need to leave behind or a situation behind or work behind or whatever it is that you need to do. But I have to tell you that you already know deep down that it needs to go, that it needs to change. You already know that. It's just it needed to culminate in the conscious from the subconscious level to the conscious level. And when that happens, that is when you act. And so when I sought out help with Sister Joan and took her silent retreat, that's what opened it up for me. I then left my job. I divorced. I I filed for divorce with my ex-husband. I moved to a different state. I mean, it was very, very drastic. But sometimes that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. Now, for you, it may not be as drastic as that. It could just be that, you know, you, you move to another home or you take an, another job or um, you work it out with your husband. You know, you go through counseling and it all works out. So everybody is different in terms of transforming into being who you really are. Everybody's different. And it's up to you to know what that is. And how do you know that? How do you know it is when you feel happy when you do them. When you're inspired to take some action and you're happy to do this and taking this action, then you know that that is true for you and that everything will work out. And uh, the opposite, of course, is if you feel like you're being inspired to do something because of obligation, because someone told you that it's the good thing to do for you and your family, but it it doesn't feel so good, then you already know that that's not the course of action to take. And so this podcast is really all about conveying about how to be your true, authentic self. And so to summarize all of that, first you need to assess. Assess your needs. Assess what it is that you feel will make you happy. And it doesn't have to be a big idea. It could be small or big. The point is to start off by assessing what it is that will make you happy. And write it all down. Write it all down. Because when you write it in paper, that energy is is conveying to you that that you mean it, first of all. When you write things down, when I write things down, it tells me that I, I mean this. This is, this is what I mean. And, and especially if you write it over and over again. So for me, when I first started, I just wrote down three things that I felt will make me happy. Three things. 
And I wrote those three things every morning. I had a little notebook on my uh, uh, nightstand. And uh, as soon as I wake up, I would grab that notebook and pen and I would write those three things that would make me happy. And that took about two weeks. And that's when the shifts started happening for me. That's when the inner knowing, that's when the, the negative feelings that I've had about my job, about my marriage, about everything, that's when it really just was brought on consciously for me. And because one day I said, I can't take this anymore, I looked at my list of three things and I focused on them and I said, okay, then this is now the time to make some changes. And so the first step is to assess. What is it that will make you happy? And sometimes you can modify this list of yours, okay? Because as time goes on, you can change your mind. Or whatever made you happy yesterday, um, you did it today. You did this activity today, whatever that was. So it's done. And so you make another item action on your list. And the second step is once you realize that, then you pray and meditate on it and you ask for guidance. You ask your higher self and God for guidance. And part 2A of that is to have faith and be patient. Be patient because you will get that guidance. Believe me, you will get it. And sometimes it's very subtle. And so what I would do is when you ask for guidance, when you pray for guidance, you let them know that, you know, <laughs> to be a little louder, okay? Mine was very subtle. And so I, I uh, poo-pooed it. I, I, I <laughs> dismissed it like it wasn't, you know, uh, that it was nothing. And so what happened was they get louder and louder and louder. So, so what I would do is when you ask for guidance, when you meditate and you pray, you ask them, okay, make it a little louder for me to hear and know that this is right for me. Give me signs that this is right for me. And then the third step is, of course, when you're inspired to do something, act on it. And sometimes it could be so mundane Okay, one time I was led to go to the library, but I knew that I couldn't go on that day because I had a million things that I had to do that day. But that morning when I woke up, I sensed that I had to be at the library that day. And my logic mind was twirling around in my brain saying, well, how can you do this? How can you even do that? You, know, you have a million things to do today. You have to pick up the kids from daycare. You have to, you know, work until seven o'clock at night. You have to do this. You have to do that. And so, you know, I um, dismissed it. But on my way back, it just so happened that I had um, a client meeting scheduled at five o'clock and it was rescheduled. It was rescheduled. And so I had time to go and pick up my kids at five o'clock. And then I realized that the library at that time closed at seven o'clock 
seven o'clock at night. And it was on it on my way home after picking up my kids from daycare. And so you see, things will when you're inspired to do something, first of all, your your higher self, your God will always, always pave the way for you. They will clear out the path for you. They will remove all the obstacles for you just so you can go and be at that destination wherever that it is that you need to be. And that's what happened to me. They cleared the path for me. And so I was able to be there. I was at the library at 610. And even then, I had no idea where I was there, but I at that point already, I, I realized, okay, I'm just going to follow my guidance. And so I was there. And then my son saw a book that he wanted. It was a picture book, and, and he just just went straight at it. And, of course, I ran after him. He was, I think, four or five years old at that time. And uh, I ran after him, and behind the book was uh, a, a book by Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks. And it was Ask and It Is Given, behind this children's book. And at first I thought, okay, well, this is the children's section, so why would this book, this self-help spiritual book, be here? You know, it didn't make any logical sense to me, but it was behind this picture book that my son wanted to read. That's what happens when you act on an inspiration and you're guided. All logic goes out the window because when you're asking for something, it's always given. And that book, by the way, was right on time for me. It came in right on time because I was questioning that concept that when you ask, is it automatically given or are there conditions to that? And this book cleared it for me. This book cleared it and said, basically, if you ask for something and you're in a vibrational match to that thing that you really want and how to get to vibrationally match that is to feel good, to know that you already have it. And the way I tricked my mind after reading that book is every time I want something, I think of ordering something online or ordering from, at that point, a catalog and knowing that that item that I've already ordered and paid for is coming without a question, without a doubt. And if it doesn't come, or it gets lost in the mail, or this, or that, and I don't receive it, guess what? Nine out of ten, that co- company where you buy this item from, that company will either send you a replacement or send you something better. In my case, I remember buying something online. It was a t-shirt that I really wanted and because uh, it had the, the, the words that I, the verbiage that I, you know, was, um, uh, that I was thinking in my head. And, and I just saw that online and I said, the, the words really spoke to me on this T-shirt. And so I bought it from Amazon. 
and I received, I received, um, I didn't receive the t-shirt, but I received, I think it was a, a little notebook or something. And I was baffled. I said, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> I ordered a t-shirt. So why is it that Amazon sent me this notebook? It didn't make any sense to me because, you know, my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, they have all this figured out, you know, um, it's a big company. So how could they make this mistake? But they do, right? And what happened there was this notebook was my, the first notebook that I used to journal. In fact, I used that first notebook to, and I, I labeled it, ask, and it is given based off of Esther Hicks books, Abraham Hicks books. And that notebook was so pretty. I remember um, putting stickers on it, you know, making it really pretty for me. So visually, I get excited whenever I open it or write on it. So you see, I didn't get the t-shirt that I wanted, but I got something better. Now, but if you really wanted that t-shirt, I could have easily called Amazon and sent a replacement. So you see, whatever you ask for is always given. Either for the same item, the same thing that you need, or better. So that's the other step that you, you need to do. is When you're inspired to do something, take action immediately. Don't question it. Don't let logic get in the way. Don't question it. Just do it. And you will find that... It could be just a stepping stone to something better, or it could be the answer to your questions or answer to what your needs are at that time. Whatever the case, I suggest you act on that inspiration. So going back to how you being you, how you become the authentic self is really cutting out the weeds and uh, working on this step-by-step step because it is step-by-step. Step. And people like me who've experienced all of this and people like Esther Hicks and uh, Wayne Dyer and, and uh, other spiritual teachers, I'm not saying that I'm in their caliber. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is from my personal experience is that it does work because it worked for me. So the teachings from Abraham Hicks or Wayne Dyer or uh, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Bernstein or whoever it is that you listen to, it's real. It's real. It's true. So being the authentic you will take work. It will take work. But... If you value yourself enough, if you love yourself enough, and I know you do, you will do it. You will take these exercises and you will learn step by step on how it is to achieve that, to achieve being the authentic self. You will get there. So I want to close this out by saying a prayer from the Daily Word. And the title of this is World Peace. I see peace. 
I speak peace. I live from a peaceful heart. Consciously pausing to feel the steady, rhythmic beat of my heart and the deep and calming flow of my breath. I dedicate myself to expressing peace today. As a child of God, I share a common heritage of divine love with all people. I remember this as I think and speak of others today, as I interact and as I agree or disagree with other points of view. I appreciate the diversity that adds richness, beauty, and strength through the tapestry of humankind. The words I choose and the tone in which I speak convey my peaceful intentions. I look for opportunities to share a smile, a kind word, and a helping hand. I am a presence of peace. I see peace. I speak peace. And I live from a peaceful heart. I send you joy and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.